Welcome back, North Florida wrestling fans. We have an amazing episode today with one of Florida's best, Ivan Lubchensky. He is an FHSAA state champion. He is a Division I All-American, and he is a black belt in judo and jiu-jitsu. Join us as we catch up with Ivan and see what he's doing now, some of the ups and downs in his career, that nasty, nasty foot sweep that he's known for, and a little bit about nutrition. So we're not going to keep you waiting any longer. Let's go ahead and get to the show. Ivan, welcome to the show, man. Hello. Um, man, so what do you do before we get into all your accolades? Because they're very uh, uh -huh. numerous. What are you up to nowadays? Uh, currently, I'm, uh, well, I got married. So I moved to Indiana. Uh, I live in Fishers, Indiana, which is a little bit, uh, it's a suburb of uh, Indianapolis. Um, uh, I'm coaching at uh, University of Indianapolis. Uh, it's a D2 school. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy over there. We're uh, making progress. Uh, we had a couple of uh, all Americans. We had two finalists. Uh, we're, we're we're pretty good over there. Um, besides that, uh, uh, since getting out of the army, I'm using my GI Bill uh, and um, going back to school. And I'm uh, at uh, Ivy Tech uh, Community College, and I'm going to a medical imaging program to become right. an X-ray. Exactly. Right on, man. Good, good money in that. Get to X-ray all the people that you throw, huh? Uh, the job's in demand. I hear good things about it, so go on that route. Medical field's always in demand. Um, man, so let's go ahead and get into the uh, the wrestling part of it. Uh, how sure. did you come to Florida, and how did you get into wrestling? Because you, you know your accent isn't very southern. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Uh. uh all right. Uh, so my parents uh, and I and my younger brother, uh, we moved to Florida when I was like nine and a half years old. Uh, uh, then, you know, I did a little bit of jujitsu because there was like no judo around. Uh, did a jujitsu at uh, this one little place. I don't remember the, the, their name. Uh, then I finally started doing judo uh, in, in the U.S. at a... Hollywood YMCA. Uh, did judo there for a couple of years. Then I went to Budokan, Budokan Judo Club in Hialeah. It's a famous, uh, famous judo club. Has uh, roots back to the lo lo long roots. Uh, a lot of famous people came out of that club. Uh, we had a couple of Olympians that came out of that club. Um, yeah, uh, then wrestling. Uh, I didn't begin wrestling till high school. Uh, because uh, South Florida, well, like like I'm from Broward County, and Broward County does not have like middle school program, no elementary school program. So you know the only the only kids around wrestling are the ones that wrestle in high school. Uh, I mean Miami Dade, they got some middle school programs, they got some clubs, but uh, back when I was growing up during my time, uh, I don't know, it wasn't too popular. Uh, so yeah, so I wrestled in high school. Uh, wrestled uh, at South Robert High School. Uh, became a state champ in two thousand and eight. Uh, prior to that, uh, I was runner-up at uh, Cardinal Gibbons, uh, and then uh, I was a third-time place finisher in uh, my sophomore year. Uh, freshman year, I did not qualify. I did not qualify for states my freshman year. Uh, I did not win the wrestle-offs. Uh, I had to, 
I had to go up like two weight classes to wrestle off uh, some guy. Um, I had to beat him. So uh, I was weighing like 145 wrestling uh, 160. So, but then eventually towards the end of the year, everybody kind of like bumped down a weight class and uh, I, I got inserted into 145. Uh, I lost in um, a regionals in uh, overtime, in overtime to go to States. That hurts. That's fifth. That hurts. <laughs> yeah. It happens. That's a learning process. Well, so speaking of a learning process, I had a question from somebody. Um, so you came mm -hmm. over here from Russia when you were nine. Mm -hmm. uh, did you already know English coming over here? Or did you have to like learn it from, from scratch? Uh, I knew a little bit, whatever I studied in elementary school. So I went to, I went to a school, a uh, private school in Russia and uh, they were teaching us a little bit of a uh, little bit of English, but it was, uh, it, it was all like memorization, just memorizing words as far as like, you know, communicating and talking to somebody. It, no, I had to learn from scratch. Right. Um, what was it? What do you remember from Russia as opposed to the States? Like, how was that transition uh, moving over here? Um, sure. So uh, I began doing judo when I was in second grade. Um, so I don't I don't know how it is for public schools. I'm, I'm sure it's the same. Uh as for private schools in, in Russia. So we don't really have, um, I'll put it this way. After school, you go to clubs. Clubs, and the club that I went to was a big club uh, for, for judo and uh, my training schedule. So um, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, from let's say from um, four till six, they would have a group of like 40 kids. Then from six to eight, same day, same days, they would have another group of 40 kids, then different kids. Then from, uh, from eight to 10, they'll have another group, probably be like adults or the women's class. Then Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, same thing from four to six, 40 group of kids, 30 to 40. Then, so, you know, it's, it's a club. Everybody shows up. It's a big, uh, big environment so it's um it's a little different than the united states united states is more like micro uh, like yeah you have like wrestling uh teams they have like you know 30 kids maybe 40 kids but over there it's like it, it's more than just one school you know it's the, the entire town like the entire region is just like a bunch of schools that show up and train so you, you get a lot of exposure a lot of uh different uh different fields uh, different bodies uh and you stick with the same coaches pretty much um, uh, but when I was little, I mean, like, you know, I went, went to judo then besides judo, like, you know, like we just go run around in the yard, uh, you know, a little, little court, uh, we play soccer a lot, just, you know, all that stuff. Right. I was young. <laughs> then, um, then, then when I came to the United States, uh, I put on a lot of weight, uh, I ballooned up, couldn't do a single pull up. It was, it got bad. It's that American food, dude. Uh, yeah, yeah, American food, man, it gets you, it gets you. I went from, I went from being, being able to do like 10 pull-ups to being, being able to do none. So, so it happens. 170. Yeah. 
Well, so let's talk about the uh, the high school experience. Um, you've had, sure. you know, you had a lot of ups and downs, you know, transferring from South Broward to Cardinal Gibbons mm-hmm. and then back to South Broward. Uh, and mm-hmm. also, in my opinion, you, sh- you know, should be a two-time state champion. You know, can you tell us about the some of the trials and tribulations that you went through, um, you know, getting to that state championship, you know, transferring schools, dealing with, you know, some some unfortunate setbacks in the state finals? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, let, let, let us know about the story. Um, sure. Um, sure. High school. So when I was in South Broward, uh, I guess my training schedule was, uh, um, uh, wrestling practice after school. We would wrestle from like, uh, three to five for two hours. Um, then after that, I would go to judo practice, um, uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, uh, judo practice will be from, um, 7.30 till like 9, 9.15, 9.30. It varies. So about an hour and a half. Um, uh, other days, Tuesdays and Thursdays, I'll just go for, for runs and all that stuff. Uh, let's see. When I got to high school, I was uh, I was on the heavy side. I was about 180. I was 180 in middle school. So, you know, I got to high school, started wrestling, uh, lost a lot of weight. So... Uh, I want to say I was down to like almost 140 my freshman year. So really, uh, really took uh, wrestling seriously because uh, from, from what I was told, I did not know about this, but uh, I was told that you could get a wrestling scholarship in college. So I was like, all right, well, can you get a wrestling scholarship in judo? Not really, but wrestling, yes, yes. So, and the reason why I began wrestling was uh, was to complement my judo. Uh, judo, I was uh, competing uh, nationally. Uh, I had some success. Uh, I was a junior national champion uh, back in the day. Uh, multiple-time placer at uh, all these uh, big tournaments uh, and all that stuff. Um, so, yeah, I uh, just did that during the summer. Just kept on doing judo, uh, wrestling every now and then. Uh, uh, my sophomore year, I had a great year. Um I took third at States. Uh, then uh, we had a very good team at South Broward. And then uh, I guess, uh, you know, I, I wish we could have kept kept the team and stayed at South Broward for, for my junior year and my senior year. But, uh, um, but our, you know, we, a couple of the guys, including me, we, we transferred to Cardinal Gibbons. Uh, because the Cardinal Gimmis was going to be a very good, uh, very good team. Uh, they were projecting to win states. Uh, I guess you know an argument could be made: more opportunities present themselves at Cardinal Gimmis versus uh, South Broward, because you know it's a private school. So and so went there for a year. Uh, commute was was a little too hectic for me. It was like almost like a one hour one way, one hour back. Uh, couldn't do judo anymore because of the commute. Uh, yeah, so after a year of Cardinal Gibbons, uh, I mean, sure, it was a great school, I mean, great stuff, but it was just, uh, the commute, commute got to me, I couldn't do it anymore, so I transferred back to, uh, uh, South Broward, and, uh, uh, graduated from South Broward, became a state champ, uh, went to a couple national tournaments, I was, uh, fourth at, uh, Super 32s, and I think I got eighth at, uh, Senior Nationals. 
Yeah, I do remember you kind of going off your senior year. Like, I remember, like, my first introduction Mm -hmm. to you was on the South Florida Mm -hmm. Lightning team, uh, coached Mm -hmm. by Blasucci. And I remember Mm -hmm. you going out there standing, like, almost straight up, like, in a judo stance. And I was like, what is this Mm -hmm. cat doing? And I think it was Scotty Sentez that was like, oh, yeah, he's, like, ranked, like, like top 10 in judo in the country. And then, sure enough, I think you went out there and, like, foot swept the dude straight to his back. So you definitely had a hot hot senior year. Um, how did your, well, so how did, uh, you wrestled for two really good legendary coaches and coach Alan held and coach Frank mm-hmm. Patino. Uh, what was it like learning under both of them, um, in such a short amount of time? Um, you know, I kind of got lucky with, the uh, with the coaches and, um, they didn't really, so, so with me, they didn't really force anything upon me. Like same thing in college. I kind of got fortunate with my college coaches too. They don't really force anything upon me where it's like, you have to do this. Like, you have to shoot a high crotch. You have to shoot a double like this way. Yeah. No, they kind of let me develop on my own. They're like, you know, like they introduce some certain things. But uh, in the grand scheme of things, they're just like, you know, try this, try that. Um, but no- nothing was forced upon me where it's like so micromanaged to the point where like I have to do this specifically this way. So, uh so, you know, that, that was, that was kind of a blessing for me. Cause you know, cause like, you know, my brother, for example, he wrestled at a air force Academy. Like what he told me was, uh, they really tried to over micromanage, uh, all of his, uh, technique and stuff like that. So he was not having a great time. Um, uh, yeah, when he wrestled. So, but anyways, that, that's, that's what I picked up. You know, don't overcoach your kids. Let, let them, let them have fun, let them develop their own style. Cause we're not all the same. No, I definitely know that. Well, I mean, especially with you coming in with such a high level judo thing, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of a lot of things that they might not understand what you're trying to set up. Uh, so going back to that, then you said that you were, you you started wrestling to kind of complement your judo. Um, how did yes. they complement each other? Um, did your judo get better? Did your wrestling get better from your judo? Um, you know, how how did that that relationship work? Oh, oh, absolutely. Well, I mean, overall, it became a uh, a more competitive person uh, physically uh, I got stronger um, I mean like you know obviously I lost a lot of weight uh, well back then you could uh, let's see in, in judo you could grab the legs uh, when I was in high school so when I was at judo practice I'll try some wrestling uh, when I'll be at wrestling I'll try some judo so, you know just fuse it all together I was just having fun trying out different things um yeah, I mean, uh, wrestling helping judo. I mean, like, yeah, I became more. Uh, I just have more workouts because, like, you know, back then I only did judo. Now you add on wrestling. You have two practices, so you're doing two a days. You know, two days is better than one a day. You know, so <laughs> so that's what happened. Well, who taught you? Who taught you that that nasty foot sweep? Like, when did you start really utilizing that? Because that's the that's the thing that I definitely remembered is you mm-hmm. hitting a lot of foot sweeps on people like left and right. Like, when did you start really implementing that into your wrestling arsenal? Uh, I, I guess I always did it. <laughs> I mean, I learned it. Learned it at judo. Practiced it at judo. We did a lot of live goals in judo. I kept on doing it. I was the one to get foot through getting foot swept myself a bunch of times and then uh wrestling wrestling and i i don't know what happened i mean like just like my freshman year i wasn't having too much success uh i mean i was still beating up people like i was i was you know i was good on you know jv level um 
Uh, and then I finally, uh, I guess after a year, uh, finally got some strength, uh, matured because you can understand some kids like, you know, when they get to their freshman year, they're not that mature. Then I finally like, you know, started maturing, uh, muscles began developing and, uh, got enough strength, uh, got enough strength to perfect the move. Uh, so foot sweeps, I mean, uh, I mean, it's repetitions, trying out different things. Uh, the way I do my foot sweep, uh, you know, it's not... You know, I, I do it different differently. Uh, uh, whenever opportunity presents itself, that's when I do it. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know. Honestly, it, to me, it just comes natural. When, whenever the leg is there, like I move it, I set it up. It just like I don't really think about it. It's just like uh, you know, you don't think about it. You just do it. Yeah, yeah. You just kind of. You know, it's like single. Like yeah, you can break it down. And be like yeah, I do this. I step here. But you know, when you have to shoot it, you just you know you do it like that quickly you don't think about it it's the same thing with a foot sweep it's there i'll sweep it right on i like it i always love seeing you sweeping people it's because like it's very oh, unexpected it. you know what i mean and then before you know mm -hmm. it you're sitting there on your butt um so let's talk about your your medals um you know i know that you you're three-time state placer <laughs> you know in my opinion mm -hmm. i think you probably should have been a two-time state champion um mm -hmm. for those that don't know ivan got to the finals as a junior and came down mm -hmm. to a really uh I'm not going to go too into it, but it was a call that probably should have went Ivan's way um, and didn't go that way and ended up losing in, I think, like, sudden victory. Like, it went all all the overtimes, um, and you ended up coming out on a uh, mm -hmm. losing end of it. And I'm not big on, you know, blaming refs or blaming situations or anything like that, but I feel like that's one where you definitely got the bad end of the deal. Um, how do you deal with something like that? How did you deal with that immediately afterwards, um, you know, you know, feeling like you probably should have been the rightful state champion that year um so the, the guy that i wrestled was uh george bancroft george, george bancroft was a very good wrestler he was a solid wrestler he's a he's a three-time state champion uh, he uh should have gone for his fourth title but you know Though I will say, quick note without George Bancroft, I don't think he ever had a finals match that went off without like with it just being a straight match. There's always something around yeah. it, like yeah, it was crazy. But continue, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I wrestled Bancroft at um, so Bancroft was supposed to be at Cardinal Gibbons when I transferred Cardinal Gibbons, so he was going to be one of the guys. We we're going to have a solid team. We we're going to have a great workout partners. Everything was going to be good, but Bancroft, he uh, transferred to Jupiter Christian. Um, it was a 1A school. Um, so I wrestled him at uh, regional finals. Regional finals. Uh, um, he beat me. He beat me pretty good. And that's because I tried some things. Um, I, I was more, what do you call it? Uh, more aggressive, overly aggressive. I tried certain things because I figured, you know what, I'm I'm gonna face him at uh, states, possibly at states again. So let me try a couple of things, uh, feel feel a couple of things out, and um, it backfired. I lost like I don't know, eight three or something like that, eight four. So he took me down a couple of times, I slipped a couple of times. Uh, then uh, in the states, I kind of made some adjustments. Um, made some adjustments, kept it close. Uh, let's see. I think second period was my choice. I went down. I escaped. Third period, he went down. He escaped. Overtime, uh, we're in our feet. Nothing happens. Then, uh, you know, the rules are whoever scored, whoever scored the first takedown, whoever scored the first point gets a choice. 
and I got the choice to go down. Uh, and uh, he rolled me out for 30 seconds. Uh, so, so he won the match. So the controversy is um, cautions, cautions. So it's either I, I, don't, I don't remember what happened. I think he either has uh, three cautions or he has two cautions, and I have one caution. It was something, something, something like that, something along those lines. Um, but I mean, he 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 beat me. Like you know, it, it all comes down to me. I should have been able to escape. You know, Thirty seconds to get up. I mean, I couldn't do it. So you know, it's all right. Kudos to him again. Bancroft is a very good wrestler. He's a three-time state champion. Possibly could have been four-time state champion, but you know, they did not let him wrestle his uh, senior year. Well, I like the way that you and I I mentioned that not to like put around the controversy, mm-hmm. but I love your mindset about that. It's like, you know, even with that, you're like, well, I should, still mm-hmm. should have been able to get away. Like I shouldn't because who yeah. really wants to win on a caution anyway? You know, so exactly. I love that mindset of I'm sure it was heartbreaking. But then again, I love the mindset of like, all right, well, I just I should have got up. I got I had 30 mm-hmm. seconds to get away. And, you know, that falls you know, on you, the ref didn't hold you down. So I, I, I really wanted to get on that because I love, I want some, yeah. some of my wrestlers to hear about that because I hear all the time from some of my wrestlers that are like, oh, the ref screwed me, the ref screwed me. It's like, well, you should have been ahead. You should have, you should have had more points. You know, his, one call doesn't yeah. make a whole match. Um, all right, so fast forward, you know, just finishing second, probably mm-hmm. you know, very heartbreaking. Um, transfer back to South Broward. Um, how did your senior year go? What was the big change that finally got you that that state championship? Uh, senior year, well, I went back to my roots. I, you know, double dipped. <laughs> I wrestled and I went to judo. You know, I was having fun. Uh, we had some good guys at, uh, at our judo club. We had a couple of, uh, I think at that time we had a couple of uh, uh, people from Chile. Um, the guy was training for Olympics. He was about my weight class. He, uh, we, we had some scuffles here and there, but at the end, he was a good workout partner. I'm sure I was a, you know, a good workout partner for him. I was, you know, again, a body, about, uh, about his weight class. He was 66 kilos. So, so, you know, um, so yeah, that, we kind of like, you know, uh, build up off, off each other. Um, Let's see. Yeah, and then, uh, then again, I mean, you gotta, you gotta understand. It's senior year, I'm uh, working out. I'm uh, maturing. I'm getting physically better, stronger, and you know, just kept on doing what I was doing. Went to a couple of national tournaments. Uh, did very well. Uh, traveled with the South Florida national team. Uh, I think I was undefeated at, this, at some dual meets. Uh, Forgot which one though. I think it was in Delaware or something like that. I went five and zero that day. Yeah, I don't think um, I made that Delaware trip. I was with you in Maryland. I think I don't uh-huh. remember you losing, and maybe you went like five and one in Maryland. I something like that. I think it was either New Jersey or something like that. I don't know. I was I was under the weather. I wasn't feeling too good. I was like weighing one fifty two, wrestling one sixty. I I don't know. I did not have a good trip over there. Well, even my matches were kind of close. I I don't know. It was I don't know. It happens. It happens. Dude, I just should have should have prepared better. But. Yeah, I just remember us. I think you were on the you were on the team the senior year, South Florida Lightning, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. I, yep. remember, I remember us losing a PA premium on Criteria. You remember that? Yep. Dude, yep. I was so disappointed. I was I was pretty upset with that one. That, that happens. happens. So you finally win a state championship, and you're going. Mm-hmm. Uh, you transition to college. How was that transition? Uh, so I went to University of North Carolina Greens at Greensboro. Um, it was uh, a D one school. Um, 
had some great time over there. Uh, great experience. Uh, great coaches. Uh, wrestled there for three years. Uh, so the guys around my weight class we were all kind of even. Even the two seniors. I mean, they were a little bit better than me, but I, I quickly cut up. When we had the wrestle offs, I uh, I won the wrestle offs, but then uh, then uh, got kicked off the team. It was it was terrible. Uh, I'll I'll tell you the story. So one of the guys um, found um, student ID, and uh, he went to the school uh, school store, and you know that student ID has some money on it, so. So he purchased some stuff. Uh, I happened to be with him. Like three other people happened to be with him. And uh, we all got into a a lot of trouble because he purchased some stuff. Uh, We happened to be there. And uh, they tried to give us felonies and all that stuff. And uh, whenever something like, yeah, it it was was ridiculous. Had to get a lawyer, had to get a drop down to misdemeanor. But it was bad. Yeah, don't worry. I got one of them stories too. (laughs) Yeah, so whenever you see a student ID on the ground, I don't know. I, I, don't buy. I look away. Don't like, buy I'm not, stuff. I'm not touching. I'm not touching. So, uh, yeah. Uh, then what happened? Uh, yeah. And then they finally let us back on the team after like you know missing a couple of months. Uh, so when the when the spring semester rolled around, uh, they, we were allowed to be back on the team. Uh, you know, just just wrestled. Uh, so I didn't have a car, so I walked everywhere. I mean, I walked, I ran. I feel like that was just like part of additional training. <laughs> so I just walked, ran, um, lifted weights on my own. Uh, summer came around. Uh, uh, actually, I had a I had a good good redshirt redshirt freshman year. I was like twenty five and five, something like that. So at like open tournaments and stuff like that. Maybe like twenty and five. Some, some I had a very good record. I went to like we went to all like all these uh, open tournaments. Went to Ashland Open. Went to Wolfpack Open, Hokie Open, all these uh, bunch of tournaments, and I did pretty well. Like my first tournament, I, I took third. And back then, we did not have this. Uh, like right now, they have this like freshman and sophomore division. Uh, during my time, they did not have this freshman. It's like one one division, just one division. So it's like. One division, uh, seniors, juniors, freshmen, sophomores, it doesn't matter. Everybody's in the same division. Right now, it's uh, it's being separated, which is, I don't know, good good, good and bad, I guess. Uh, well, it it was bad because if you lost your first match, you were done. It, it, you were done. So that Because the bracket was so big, yeah, yeah. you lost your first match, you were done. And then uh, if you look at the bracket – like I think I counted like seven matches. I had like seven matches in the, in one day. Right now you can't do that. You can only have uh, five matches total. So, uh, anyways, uh, summer. Um, you know I try to stay stay at school for the summer, like uh, college around college. And uh, I don't know. I feel like I was getting burnt out because the guys like you know they just had wrestle, they lift, they just you know hang out and all that stuff i i don't know i wasn't having too much fun so i went back home <clears throat> went back home uh, kept on doing judo um let's see went to american top team uh the one coconut creek wrestled there uh with their wrestling team well not a wrestling team it's like a wrestling class mondays they have a like all their like they're 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 fighters. They they have a wrestling practice. You know? Didn't uh, I, had, I had fun. Did didn't Patrick Spano train over there? 
you know, a lot of people either go through there or train there. So I possibly probably yeah possibly. Like the, the way I got in there was uh, my high school coach uh, James Patrick Reese. He was my um, high school coach at South Broward. He uh, is my senior year. He uh, he was trying to be a MMA fighter, so he, he, he's a he was a professional record. He's retired now. He he had a professional. Uh, he was a professional fighter. Uh, so he kind of got me in there for the wrestling classes. I I did some wrestling over there. It was um, it was unique because uh, like a lot of guys they wear they're barefooted, so they don't wear wrestling shoes. So have you ever wrestled somebody that don't wear wrestling shoes? You you can't you can't really like shooting a low single sweep single. Yeah, you're on the leg, but then they just like slip out of there. So so it still it was a unique experience. I, I enjoyed it. I kept on wrestling there uh, all of my summers or even whenever I get a chance. Um, yeah, that's what I did. I wrestled uh, high school, wrestled uh, wrestled over there, did judo, and that was my summer. And then uh, I didn't I didn't party, I didn't I didn't drink none of that stuff. Uh, so it was, it was pretty much like my preseason. So when I got to when I got to college again, like you know, the season started, I was I was ready. I was very ready. So you know, I would start off strong, but then towards the end, <clears throat> I don't know, I would fade away, fade away a little. I felt like. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it was the diet or something like that, because I was eating poorly, uh, eating very poorly. I was, I'd be eating. Uh, <laughs> yes, not a good diet. But then, uh, yeah, yeah. So there you go. That, that's my that's my preseason thing. All right. So whenever so you're at UNC, uh, UNC Greensboro, and mm-hmm. you know you're having some pretty good success, getting to the NCAA's, um, having trouble kind of breaking into that All American status, and then UNC, UNC Greensboro drops the program. How did that mm-hmm. affect you and your your teammates? Um, you know, how did they break the news to you, and how did you guys respond to that? Right. So. They dropped my pro- uh, they dropped the program my uh, sophomore year, um, so that year we got a uh, maybe a year before that I think it was my freshman year, uh, not the redshirt for yeah my, my second year that I was there, we got a new athletic director. Um, she was from I believe she was from Florida State, and uh, she had a lot of uh, she had this great vision that. Uh, UNC Greensboro was going to have a football team. They were going to merge with the Greensboro College. They were going to become this big, big thing, big college. Uh, she was all about winning. Uh, so, so she brought a lot of hope uh, uh, to the athletic department. And uh, they were they were working on some projects. They were renovating, um, renovating locker rooms, this and that. Um, uh, and I guess her plan was for the basketball team to become like the next uh, powerhouse basketball team. You know, but it's kind of hard to do it at Greensboro because I mean, you're surrounded by ACC schools. So to recruit the top talent, you're, you're competing against other, other big, big schools. They're very competitive schools. So the year that we got dropped, it was, uh, so we go on spring break. Well, the, the people, some people, on the team, they went on spring break. The, those that qualify for nationals, they stayed during the spring break. And then once the spring break is over, the the week after the spring break is over, that's when the, the nationals happen. 
all, all schools go at different times during the spring breaks and all stuff. So, so anyways, uh, Monday, everybody comes back from their spring break. And um, first practice, uh, before we have practice, um, we get this notification. Uh, our coach tells us, hey, everybody, um, we got to go upstairs for a meeting. So I'm like, all right, cool. Like, don't put your wrestling shoes on. Just uh, keep your running shoes on. We go upstairs for the meeting. So we go upstairs. Um, athletic director is there. <clears throat> Coaches are there. And she just says, like, well, there's no easy way for me to say this, but uh, we are going to drop the program. And we're just like, what is going on? What is happening? She's like, well, you know, just stay positive because you have a chance to go to nationals and uh, get picked up by somebody else. And we're like, well, what about the people that didn't wrestle? What about, what about the people that retro this year? How are they going to do it? Like, not everybody can go to nationals. Even those that qualified, let's say those that qualified can go to nationals. But what about the other guys that did not, did not qualify? You know, you, you still got to, like, you know, pay your own way to go up there, you know? It was in Philadelphia. So that was a little, uh, little, um, wait, you had to pay your own way to nationals. Well, I mean, the the people that qualified, they were, they were good, but it's like, they just like put it this way. Let's say you're, you're a redshirt freshman, right? You do not wrestle. Like you only wrestled some redshirt tournaments or like some open tournaments. Like, what are you, what are you going to do? You didn't qualify for nationals. Like, how are you going to go to nationals? How are you going to, how are you going to talk to the other coaches? How you, like, you know, this is what she meant. She's like, well, you can go to nationals. And yeah, like, yeah, well, how saying. exactly are you going to do that? Uh, so anyways, and then, um, the brackets came out and, uh, our, our team, our qualifiers that we just got, we got buried. Like I got the number one draw. So I got, uh, Darian Caldwell. He was number one seed. That was my first match. Um, some other guy, I, I forgot, he got, like, number two seeds. Like, we are, like, all of us were facing ranked opponents our first match. It was like, well, like, all right, uh, more bad news for us. <laughs> yeah, uh, but for, for me, I was fine. I had a, I had a very good record. I was uh, – so I was going to get picked up by some school no matter what on a, on a decent scholarship. And, uh, and then uh, at NCAAs, I had a, I had a good run. Um I made it to the blood round, lost to uh, Oklahoma State guy, uh, Jamal Parks, good wrestler. Uh, but that that one was that one kind of that one kind of stung a little bit. Yeah, it's on me, but man, so here's what happened. He was like, what really pissed me off. I'm winning the match by one point. I'm riding him out. I rode him out for like period and a half like he was going nowhere i was doing a good job riding him out i'm winning it's there referee decides to stop the match with 13 seconds to go resets us and uh, he does like some grandy roll or something like that and then uh they call me for locking hands and then the match becomes uh, like a tie. It's like 6-6 six, six or 7-7, seven, seven, something like that. And we go into overtime. And I'm just like, what the hell is going on? Why am I in the overtime? Like, how did this whole thing just happen? And then I kind of lost my composure. And then uh, he got on the leg and he, he finished it. Uh, yeah. 
But, you know, they put us on the mat, <coughs> the corner mat, where it's like, uh, like the entire section from like first floor all the way to like, to the ceiling was nothing but Oklahoma State fans. So I feel like they had a little bit of an impact on the, on the referee and the referee decision-making. And, uh, you know, it really matters. <laughs> Put it, this, it, it matters a little bit what singlet you wear at nationals. All right. Cause, because, and I'll tell you why, because, you know, you know, there's like team races going on team points, so they're gonna try to they're gonna try to make team races a little bit closer than what they what they really are. So you know, so there's gonna be some uh, little controversial calls here and there that go up against the other guy. But anyways, yeah. So I I, I lost in the blood round. Um, it stung, but it's all right. I got I got picked up by I was recruited by a bunch of schools and I eventually uh, went to Purdue University. <coughs> so. Well, so how was the how what was the difference um, from UNC Greensboro to Purdue? Um, do you feel there was just a different in levels? Do you think it was the what finally got you to that All American status? Yeah, yeah, there there was a it was a big difference. It was a big difference. Uh, so um, weightlifting was uh, it, it was it was very, weightlifting was taken very seriously at um, at Purdue. Um, so our preseason, like we would not even get on the mat. Our preseason, we would just be strength training and conditioning. Our preseason, we would be dealing primarily with the strength training coach. We would see him daily. We would see him uh, five to seven days. I mean, sorry, five to six days a week. We'd be doing all sorts of stuff. Uh, like, yeah, we'll get on the mat. We would do some uh, one-on-ones with the, with the coach, with some workout partners and all that stuff. But uh, primarily, it was very uh like physically physically like we were we were much better uh prepared than uh, at uncg at uncg we did some weightlifting, but we were mostly wrestling we kind of mixed it up wrestle and uh strength training <laughs> uh, purdue was conditioning very heavily oriented um as far as the quality of guys yeah purdue had a um, better quality better quality wrestlers uh, they were more um I guess they were more dedicated, more focused. Um, like at UNCG, we had no All-Americans in the wrestling room. At Purdue, we had one returning All-American, Akash Karoga. He was very, uh, very strong. Um, he uh, All-American at 125. Uh, then when I, once I got there, he was a 133-pounder. Uh, very strong wrestler. All the guys I had good workout partners. They were very strong. Um uh, they were more focused, so there was not too much partying going on. They were more focused for wrestling. I mean, if there was some sort of, you know, uh, party, like we, we had to sign contracts where where we said like, yeah, we're not gonna drink, we're not gonna do this, we're not gonna do that. So they were more more focused on uh, wrestling. They they wanted to win. It's a, it's a competitive uh, Big Ten environment. You know, you compete against other Big Ten schools, so you had to be more. Uh, more focused whereas socon socon conference it's like uh you know we're you know we're we're competitive but you know again we're in a socon you know southern conference is a little a little different i mean sure right now it changed a little bit <coughs> southern conference is uh is more competitive than what than what it used to be right now campbell where scotty sentence is at they're doing a very good job they're very competitive i mean appalachian state they're very good uh, uh chattanooga they're always been been solid so you know right now they're they're very good but back then it was just like eh, it's all right um 
what else? I mean, coaches, they were, I mean, they were, they were on top of you, man. UNCG, like we only had one head coach and one, uh, kind of like a assistant, uh, maybe he was a volunteer. I'm, I'm not sure. So let's say we had two coaches at UNCG at Purdue. <coughs> we had a lot of people. We had a lot of coaches. Cause like the thing is you have a head coach, two assistant coaches, and then you have like a club coach. Well, <clears throat> and with the club coaches, they're like, it's a volunteer assistant and some like, uh, some alumni, some grads. And uh, so you, you get a chance to wrestle with them. So you get a, you get a more exposure, better exposure to, uh, uh, to, to b- better quality wrestlers, put it this way. At UNCG, you were kind of like confined. You were confined to this little circle of wrestlers that you can wrestle. At Purdue, there was more, more variety, put it this way. So, and uh, let's see, our locker rooms were nice. Our weight room was nice. We're treated nicer. We had a lot of gear. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it was, I, I, f- I felt a little spoiled <laughs> at Purdue. Like, go, going from UNCG to Purdue, I was like, wow. <laughs> yeah, felt, felt like royalty. But then, but then, I mean, honestly, we went to a, we went to Dumuir at uh, Nebraska. Man, their wrestling room was huge. I think it was like four mats. They had four four full mats. And then they had uh, their locker rooms, and it was crazy. So, you know, there, there's layers to this. There's layers to uh, funding of the programs. So, yeah, no, I'd love to see the Penn State else. room go in there and tour that. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Well, so can you tell us about the, you know, the run to finally getting that All-American status? You know, how, uh, how did that tournament go for you? Run? <laughs> well, tournament, uh, I mean, started off kind of – the tournament uh it started off kind of slow like i uh, i beat the guy from uh i think it was bloomington i barely beat him uh it was a close match uh and then uh my next match uh i wrestled sakaguchi from oregon state i, I beat him before at nationals but then uh he had this um he had this strategy of like <sighs> to like not really engage, not really wrestle, and then try to win on the ride out and stuff like that. And uh and that that's pretty much what happened. I he, he got a takedown because we kinda of went out of bounds. I thought we were out of bounds, we were literally out of bounds, even with the physical physical out of boundary lines. And then that's you know go, going back to basics, always wrestle, ne- never stop. Always wrestle, never stop and you know you know, le- le- lesson learned. Except it was a little too late, but Anyways, I got I got a uh, I got upset over there. I feel like I got upset because I could have beat him, should have beat him. Uh, and then uh, in the wrestlebacks, I wrestled. Uh, I don't remember. I think I wrestled the guy from Wyoming. Barely beat him. Close match. You gotta say nationals, man. You know, sure, sure. You're gonna see some guys that are just like killing it, but a lot of times you're gonna have a lot of uh, tough matches because at nationals, everybody's good. Everybody's good at nationals. Everybody's strong. I mean, there, there's a reason why they're at nationals. You, you have to be somewhat strong. You have to be somewhat, uh, you know, some, some sort of talent to be at nationals. So at close matches, I had a – who else did I wrestle? I wrestled the guy from Edinburgh. Uh, man, I, I, I don't remember his name, but he was, he was a finalist, like, the following year or year after. Yeah, I think l- l- next year he was a finalist from Edinburgh, 149. I don't remember his name. He 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 was he competed internationally from um, 
I think Slovakia. He almost qualified for the Olympics. Yeah. So, so he, so he, he was a good good wrestler. Yeah, solid wrestler. I, I don't remember his name. I, I... Anyways, then I wrestled the uh, Air Force guy Van Allen. Van Allen uh, kicked my ass a couple of times. Uh, uh, but Van Allen, very good, very good wrestler. He had a good record. But he, I, I caught him. I caught him with a foot sweep. He tried to do arm so he tried to do, he tried to do arm spin on me. And thanks to judo, I was not phased by that. And I was like, he, he wasn't gonna arm spin. He wasn't gonna go anywhere with this. So he tried to do arm spin. And as he was getting out of the arm spin, I caught him with a foot sweep, and I got a takedown on him. And uh, then after that, I'm up two zero. Period ends. Like you know, essentially, I'm up. Yeah, I'm up 2-0. I mean, from there, it's like, like I know he's not going to turn me. Although he was very good on top, I'm like, he's not going to turn me. I'm not going to turn him. So I'm, I'm up about 2-0. He's not going to take me down. So I felt confident. And then uh, I'm so, somehow I managed to get some back points on him too. <clears throat> Anyways, uh, we, we finished the match. I mean, like, yeah, we became an All-American. It's like, yeah, hoorah. But it's like, you know, winning states. Like, yeah, you're excited for a little bit. But then you move on. It was, it was, you know, fun, fun, exciting little accomplishment. But then it's like, well, that's cool and all. But then um, after the blood round, you win your blood round, you got to wrestle again. Like you know, 30, 40 minutes later. And I uh, wrestled um, Ness. Uh, Dylan Ness, I believe was his name. Uh, I think he beat me like three times, and that was number three. Just lengthy guy, strong, lengthy guy. And just, you know, couldn't get over that hump. Couldn't get over that hump. Uh but the thing is, like, D- Dylan Ness, man, his his thing was, the way he took me down was he would literally headbutt me, headbutt me. I'd get stunned, and then he'd shoot on my leg, and that happened a couple of times. I, I was not too happy about that. So I, I felt like that was a little, little dirty. But, I mean, again, he, he was a good wrestler. I mean, no complaints. Uh, very good on top, very solid. But I just saw that little headbutt. I'm a little, little ticked off about that. Should, shouldn't be doing that. Uh, Anyways, and then uh, after that match, uh, you know, I was done. And then uh, next day I had to wrestle um, uh, Borchetta from Virginia Tech. Borchetta became a four-time All-American from Virginia Tech. So uh, I beat him by a point. So anyways, and that was that was my last match that I wrestled uh, collegiately. Nice. Not a bad end. Oh, uh, but but as far as like you know training and preparation and all that stuff, I mean, listen, I I went back to my roots. I kept on doing judo. Uh, as a matter of fact, when I got to Purdue University, they because uh, you know the thing is about big universities, you have a lot more <coughs> a lot more resources. So they had a judo club uh, on campus. Uh, they had a they had a bunch of international kids that will play soccer a lot. So that's what I did. I just you know instead of like what what do I do after practice, like you know I did my homework and then after that I I'll go. Uh, you know, play soccer and do judo. Why not? Fr- Friday nights were, were like big nights, man. At, at Purdue University, Friday nights, indoor soccer. Oh, my God, man. We'll be there for like, man, let's, from like 7 to like midnight, man. We, we'll be there all, all night playing soccer. So it was fun times. Good memories. Good memories. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that, that's it. I just, that, that was my preparation. <laughs> Okay. It seemed to, it seemed to work. Um, so just a couple more questions before we let you go, man. Um, 
So sure. I remember earlier in the, the podcast, you're talking about how your diet was not very good at all. And that's something that I, especially in recent years, um, you know, try to talk to my kids a lot. I'm like, you can be mm-hmm. putting all the work in you want, but if you're feeding yourself garbage, then that's what you're going to get out most of the time, or you're not going to get out um, a lot of what you're, what you're expecting. Like I know for me, um, you know, when I was wrestling in college, I was trying, I was having so much trouble making weight and mm-hmm. I switched to a vegetarian diet. And then, you know, even after I transitioned away from wrestling, it just kind of stuck. And for me, I know that I always, you know, felt like I had more energy. It was easier for me to just to jump into things. Um, how big did diet play into your career and afterwards? <clears throat> well, I feel like diet was my downfall. <laughs> because like when I when I was living in college, man, I would eat not so good. I'd probably eat like canned soups all the time, like subways and uh and you know like right now i'm a vegan but back then man my mindset was like if whatever i'm eating does not have meat in it i would not even consider it as a meal like you know back then like you know like right now i'm eating a lot lots of fruits and vegetables but back then it's like uh you know frozen tv dinner uh that should should get me through yeah but man that, that was that was my downfall that was my biggest downfall uh, I wish I would have ate smarter. Um, but, you know, whatever. L- live and learn, I guess. But right now, yeah, right now I'm a vegan. Uh, my wife and I were both vegans. So she, uh, she became a vegan first. I, I followed uh, a little, little bit after. I've uh, been a vegan for a couple of years now. I want to say, man, since like maybe 20, 2017, 2016. I think 2017. I've been a vegan since then. Uh, yeah, uh, like you said, I, you know, I feel like more energized. I sleep better. Uh, cutting weight is like so much easier because the weight just like falls off of you. Yeah, and definitely. Uh, well, you know, they, an argument can be made like, oh, you're going to lose some muscle mass. You're going to get weaker and all that stuff. I, uh, I don't know. I don't know about that. It's just a weird thing. But I mean, even so go ahead and we give people that argument of like, okay, mm-hmm. you're going to, especially if you're in a sport where you're cutting weight, you know, if you're mm-hmm. feeding yourself trash and then you're having to cut that weight, you're going to lose that muscle anyway, or you're going to fatigue yourself trying to cut mm-hmm. your weight instead of just maintaining a good, healthy level and then cutting that extra little pounds. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I've heard all, I've yeah. heard all sorts of arguments on, on that one, which is weird because I never try to like engage people with it. I'm just like, Oh yeah, I eat really healthy. I'm a vegetarian, eat fish sometimes, but, yeah. Yeah. and then it's like, well, you need meat to get stronger. I'm like, no, not really. But well, yeah, that's I guess, so. That's a big that's a big thing with me that I'm trying to I try to impart to all my wrestlers. Like, you know, make sure you're cleaning up your diet. Don't just be going to because, yep. like you said, there's a lot of kids that think that you know they'll go and they'll wrestle and they'll put in all this hard work and then go eat Burger King afterwards or McDonald's afterwards. And I'm not saying don't like you know splurge every now and then or like enjoy a you know a burger or whatever. But if that's like like you were saying, you know, if that's your diet, then that's what you're going to get if you're eating burgers all the time or eating tacos all the time, eating whatever, you know, you're going to mm-hmm. feel sluggish. You're not going to get a hundred percent. You'll never see yourself at like, you know, your, your top tier, you know, physical abilities. Um, so I, I, that's a big important part for me is, is nutrition. Um, other thing I wanted to ask you, you know, being such a accomplished NCAA wrestler and with the new rule changes, what are your opinions on the rule changes? Do you think they're necessary? Do you think it'll make it more exciting? I know they just passed the three, so we're going to be saying three from now on. Um, what do you think it's going to have effect on the sport in college? 
<clears throat> well, I, th- I think it's gonna yeah, it's gonna make it more fun. It's gonna emphasize on um, on takedowns being more valuable. Uh, I guess there's not gonna be a lot of uh, there's gonna be a lot less close matches because you know back then it's like you know you know you get a takedown then the other guy gets a reversal then it's like all right it's a tight match but you know so it's gonna be more more value to the takedown so I think that's good um well as far as three points man I here's what's gonna happen like look look you see there's gonna be this people are gonna get triggered by this like you know like oh look he's he's throwing up the white power sign this and that but let me, let me tell you let me tell you something like I was at Nationals last year and the Nebraska Kearney um uh finalist 165 pounder very good wrestler, very good wrestler. So like he would tilt everybody. He gets on top and he just tilts everybody up. And so, <clears throat> so people in the stands from his school, they'll be um, every time he gets a tilt, he'll they'll start doing the, like you know the, the swiping with the hand, right? So they'd stand up and do and do the swiping with the hand. And uh, the thing is, if you stand up and you start doing swiping, if you're gonna go down, you're gonna hit somebody in the head. So what they're doing is they're they're doing from their chest and going up like that, like they're you know, and. Uh, like I was watching that, I was just like baffled that nobody said anything. And I was like, "All right, man, unique, unique, unique little thing that I witnessed." So, so as far as like people throwing up, like you know, three points, three points. So I, I don't, I don't think like social culturally, I don't think anybody's gonna get offended. So, uh, so I don't, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I, I don't think it's gonna make the ESPN or the social justice warriors are gonna start going after this uh, thing. So, I, I don't know. I never put that connection together, but you're bringing it, bringing it, bringing it uh, full I, circle. Yeah, man. Algorithms on YouTube and Instagram—they've been hitting me hard. Oh, lately. dude, I know, <laughs> man. I was literally just like, I do that all the time. I'll be scrolling on Facebook, which I don't even like doing anyway, and then I'll see like a comment or a post, and it's just like I want to re- respond to it and start the argument and everything, but I know it's just Facebook trying to show me the person and the exact material that I'm going to engage with and be like, you know what, this is what I think. And that's how I know I'm getting mature. That's how I know I'm growing up is because I will see it and you'd be like, you know what? My opinion isn't needed. My opinion is not needed here. I'm just going to scroll on and go about my day. But yeah, I definitely know about the algos, but Man, I don't want to waste too much of your time. I appreciate you coming back on. Do you have any, um, you know, final words for any any up and coming wrestlers in the North Florida and Florida area, just in general? Um, you know, going in and trying to, you know, be a uh, as high caliber wrestler as you. Um, sure. Uh, you know, take uh, take wrestling seriously. Um, make sure you're eating right. I mean, right now you have these all these resources. You have a uh, YouTube, for example, like you know eat make sure you get plenty of sleep sleep is very important uh exercise do something extra because you, you understand you can wrestle like everybody wrestles like you know for like two hours but then you got to do something extra on top of that because you know, that's, that's what makes people stand out so it's not it's not just the wrestling and then uh yeah and uh keep watching videos i mean youtube some stuff have fun i mean make sure you keep on having fun because you know once the wrestling it's gonna start feeling like a job, and then it becomes uh, becomes boring. You know, you just don't want to do it anymore. So you know, stay stay hungry, stay motivated, uh, and keep having fun.
Right. Beautifully spoken. Beautifully spoken, man. Well, man, I appreciate you coming in, spending some time, and and uh, you know, telling us a little bit about your story. Uh, like I said, you're always one of my favorite wrestlers to watch back when I was competing. So it's it's, it's nice reconnecting and uh, and getting you on the show. Thanks for having. All right, big thanks, Rive, for coming on, spending a little bit of time with us, talking all about his story career. And big thanks to you, North Florida Wrestling fans, for sticking with us. Make sure you tune in to the next episode. Wrestle hard, stay safe, and clean up that diet. But until then, this is Jordan Patrick James signing off from the North Florida Wrestling Show. We will see you next time. <laughs>